I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'll, I'll fix that pro presenter thing if you saw that. Um, you know, we uh, Iran is in the news uh, constantly. Uh, in the news again this you know this weekend uh, as they've attacking Americans, killed some Americans, and, and you know pray for the families of those uh, who were killed in that attack, and as well as all of our service men and women around the world doing their jobs. Um, and you look at Iran, and we think of them as, you know, mortal and enemies. And certainly from a national standpoint, the leadership of Iran uh, is very antagonistic towards the West. However, there are a lot of good things going on in that country. There are a lot of wonderful people in that country and in that region that, that speak uh, the Farsi language. And there is a lot uh, of growth in the church in Iran and in the whole region. So I just want to try to try to help you balance these two things. One, the political reality uh, and situation that we're dealing with, but also the spiritual reality and situation, uh, you know, there in that region to help us know how to, to look at not just the region, but individuals. And most of all, how to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are in that region and who are ministering in that region. And with that, I'm thrilled to have on someone I consider a friend, uh, Dr. Hormos Shariat, who has an organization called Iran Alive, and he goes into this entire Middle Eastern region ministering to people in their language uh, constantly. He's got a television network that, that is bigger than many that are here in, in the United States and Canada, and uh, he, is, he is doing it. So he's got a lot of insight, both on the political and on the spiritual. And so we're going to talk about that today. Chat is open if you want to jump in. If you have any questions for Dr. Chariot, this would be a good chance to ask it. Uh, Dr. Chariot, thank you for being here. Welcome back to Life Today Live. Well, thank you so much, Randy. So much is going uh, in the world, in the Middle East, and it's good to look at it from the biblical point of view so we will understand what's happening behind all these events yeah well okay so as someone who you know was born in iran uh you've been over here for a long time um i, I mean i know how most americans look at the situation in various degrees how do you look at it well i i look at i read the uh the news and i read the bible that's how i look at it and i try to match it and it does match the events of the world is not just uh random they are being fulfilled in a sequence and if you look at your bible you will see we are moving towards those prophecies for the end times i don't say we are at the end times but we are on our way in that direction we are moving and looking at the Middle East and even Iran, if you look at the prophecies about Iran in the Bible, which has many, then you will know what's happening both politically and spiritually in Iran that fits the prophecies of the Bible. So we are not shocked. Actually, Randy, in the last few weeks uh, since the beginning of the year, I've been preaching a series on our uh, global church. You know, we have a, 
uh, Global Church. We broadcast live to the Middle East. We mm -hmm. have over 6 million people who watch us. So I've been preaching on this. There are hard days coming up, but don't be shocked. Be ready, be prepared, because those hard times, those crises will create opportunities for church to be a light in the darkness. So this is, this, this is an application. You read all these prophecies, you should ask, okay, yeah, these prophecies match the events of the day, but many people don't ask the second question. What am I supposed to do with this? So and we, we know the church has a mission and we have to have a role in the events and the greater the crisis, the greater the opportunity is waiting us. Okay, so this, this is interesting. I did not know this would come up, um, but I know I can talk to you about it. Because this will be a point where probably from a, a interpretation and application of Scripture, we would differ a little bit because I view the uh, prophecies as fulfilled and being about Christ. Where I'm curious, though, I want to hear you out. Where do you see Iran in, in, in prophecy? Is it, is it specific because I know Persia is you know, mentioned, or is it implied? What do you, where, I'm curious where you see Iran. Well, there are two very specific uh, prophecies about Iran in the Bible. Ezekiel 38 talks about Persia with uh, uh, coalition and uh, with other nations like right. Russia and others will attack right. Israel. We know that. Okay. Okay. And these uh, events of these, the Iranian government saying death to Israel, we're going to wipe Israel off the map and all that, it just aligns with that. That, that's, that's moving in that direction of Iran attacking Israel. But at the same time, you look at Jeremiah 49, and you see there God prophesying. There are several prophecies about Elam, which is completely inside the land of Iran today. Um, so you see prophecies there that they are bad. I mean, they're not pleasant. Uh, Iran, Iranians will go through some hard times. But then Jeremiah 49, 38, the Lord says, I will set my throne in Elam, and then the following verse, I will restore the fortunes of Elam. So there are a lot of negative, bad things, killing, wars will happen, is happening and will happen in Iran. But at the end, we know that he says, I, I will set my throne in Elam. Many people know about the prophecy that the Lord says, I will set my throne in Jerusalem. But not many people know that he says the same thing about Iran, that he will be the king of Iran. So these prophecies, positive and negative, they are being fulfilled at the same time. Can you believe it? Two sets of prophecies that looks like contradictory, they are happening, they're being fulfilled at the same time. The government of Iran is fulfilling Ezekiel 38. The people of Iran are fulfilling Jeremiah 49. So you're saying in, in Texan, Elam, E-L-O-M, is that the one you're, you're pointing to? Elam, yeah, Elam. the land okay. of Elam. Uh, one, one, one point, general point. Yeah. When you read in the, in the Bible, when you read about Elam or Persia, both of them about are about Iran today because both of them are inside today's okay. Iran. Yeah, Any okay. prophecy about Persia or Elam? Okay, so I think the, the the point of difference would be, and we get to the same place at the end of it. So, I, I, would be no that I, I, I would see that 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 we're, we're to the throne part. In other words, Jesus is Lord over the the, the earth is His in the fullness thereof, 
And I think we're seeing, obviously, like you're saying, the fulfillment of the prophecy of, of Christ establishing himself even in these countries where the government is, is still antagonistic, the religion is godless uh, from the sense of the God that we serve. Um, and and I, I love, because I think you're, you're seeing that Christ is setting his throne in the land of your birth, as he said he would, uh, and he's doing it today. What are you seeing in the uh, you know, the underground church. We've talked about this before, but I always love hearing about what is going on with the people that are coming to Christ uh, in Iran and in the region around there where they speak the language. Uh, you're right. It, uh, it is uh, happening now, but it's happening spiritually. Setting his throne in Iran, he yeah. says, my my kingdom is not of this world. Right. And he says, the kingdom of God is in you. So yep. it always starts with he being the king, he being the Lord of people's lives. Then once a, a nation accepts him as a Lord personally, individually, of course it's going to impact the political domain, the media. Sure. Uh, the seven mountains, the seven gates will be impacted. But it starts by what you said, the underground church in Iran, the people one by one receiving Christ and not just being a Christian, a comfortable Christian, but being an obedient Christian saying, you are the Lord. And even in the hard times of Iran, just tell me what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. I will do it. I will live for you. And if you want me, I will die for you. I mean, this sentence I just said, that's the heart cry of many Iranian Christians in Iran. They say we were dead. Anyway, we had no life. Jesus saved us. So we are ready to live for him and maybe die for him if he wants us. But we are ready. That's why you see an army. The underground church in Iran is not weak. It's just strong. It has many things to teach us Christians in the West. It's not. It's suffering, yes, but it's strong and it's fearless. I, I say, if, may I say two words? If I can describe the youth in Iran in two words is this, fearless and fatherless. Mm. And that's what we Christians need to be, fathers to the youth in Iran, but don't be afraid. They are not afraid. Why should we be afraid? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I see his kingdom being established. You know, every tribe, every nation he has made us into a kingdom, one people. And and that that's why, you know, when I look around the world and, and I see people in uh, various parts of the world, different cultures, different ethnicities, but part of the same kingdom, that is the kingdom of God. I see it all over the world. Um, what specifically uh, have, have you seen you know, recently, or probably over and over again, as you have been uh, preaching this gospel of one kingdom of Christ's rule to the people in that region? I'm, I'm glad you, you repeatedly talk about the kingdom of God. I think that's one major point we are missing in the West. We say, come to Christ and he will save you. He will bless you, which is all, all true. Sure. But the core of the gospel that uh, he is establishing his kingdom first in our hearts mm -hmm. and then through us in this world. So uh, what we are seeing is that the people of Iran are saying, we are sick and tired of being under this dark spirit of Allah. Mm -hmm. we, are we are sick and tired of being slaves. Did you know Allah calls his followers, my slaves? I, one 
one point I use a lot on the, our satellite broadcast, we have a 24-7 mm-hmm. broadcast. As you know, we go over the heads of the mullahs into <laughs> millions of homes and tell them about, about Christ. Uh, but one thing that is that we always say that Jesus is here to set you free. I mean, the kingdom of God, what is the kingdom of God? When he rules on your heart, you, he, he said, I will come to bring the good news, set the captives free, heal the brokenhearted, you know, and, uh, and those who are oppressed, set them free. So this is the kingdom of God. And people of Iran are saying, this God that they told us about, this Allah, we don't like him. He's not like Christian God. He is cruel. He calls us slaves. And again, one, one point I always make on our satellite channel is this. The Lord God, the true God, not Allah. Allah is looking for slaves, but the true God is looking for sons and daughters. Yeah, that's it. Now, do you want to, cho- you have a choice. You want to be slave to Allah or you want to be a son and daughter to the true God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy choice. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, and I love that message and, and it speaks well, especially in that culture. And, you know, I just, I, I love, you know, what John wrote in Revelation in the early part that, that, you know, by Christ's blood, he ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people on and nation and made them a kingdom and priest to our God. And I, I look at that and, and that message which is, I don't think it's a future thing. I think it's now. I mean, his, he's already done the ransom. He's already, and he's building his kingdom and it's all those who will come to him. And it's a lot, a lot of times, you know, here in the West, um, yeah, I mean, you know this, that we don't, we, we, we pick up the political lens. Um, and, and I think it's an important one, but I think we have to get it in the right order. We don't look at things that are spiritual through a political lens. We look at things that are political through a spiritual lens. Uh, and so when we talk about Iran being an enemy of, of our country, y- yes, but, right? Yes, but. <laughs> so w- when you look at the political situation that's going on, um, and they are causing all sorts of pain and problems, and they're behind all these, you know, Hezbollah and Hamas and the Houthis. They're, and I don't understand why they're being so aggressive right now. I mean, the Saudis obviously are, aren't friendly with them. It just looks like they're, it's almost like the, the the little kid picking on the bigger kid, just itching for a fight. Man, if you get it, it's not going to be good for you, you know? So it's part of me just, just like, what are you doing? But when you, when you see the political with the spiritual lens that you look through, how do you, how do you see things sort of politically? Like what should our response be in the West? Of course, we know uh, politics. There, behind politics, there is a spiritual um, forces mm-hmm. uh, working, mm-hmm. and and so anything political, we Christians have uh, God's eyes to look beyond what's happening, what we see with our eyes. Yeah. Uh, we can discern the. Um, transactions and activities of the demonic forces behind what is happening. Right. Uh, anything happening on, on earth, good and bad, first it happens in the heavenlies, in, in the spiritual domain. Mm. Anything, you want to have a, a, a victory in your life, do a spiritual battle. You have to win it 
uh, in the heavenlies. And then you see the result. The same uh, is in pol politics. For example, in Iran, um, Daniel 10 talks about the prince of Persia. And we know that spiritual battle, uh, you know, Daniel went through. He prayed in 21 days delay in answering his uh, request and his prayer. What was happening? There was a battle yep. going in the spiritual domain. So uh, in general, looking at the polit political events, you have to go one step further, ask the Lord to open our eyes for what's happening in the spiritual domain. And then we work in the prayer, we work in the spiritual domain with our prayer and authority. We have the authority to bind and to release. Mm -hmm. And then we mm -hmm. see the impact on earth. So looking at like like in Iran, uh, you talk about Iran being the enemy of Israel and uh, enemy of U.S. Yep. Uh, can I adjust that? It's not people of Iran. It's the government of Iran yeah. who says death to America, death to Israel. So spiritually, you see there is a demonic force in the government of Iran, Islamic demonic force who hates Christians, who hates Jews, and they want to destroy U.S., the base of Christianity for the last two centuries, mm -hmm. uh, U.S. has been a blessing to the whole world, has sent missionaries. So it's a, uh, it's a base of Christianity. Yes, uh, Christianity is going down in, in America, but still the strongest Christian nation in the world. So the enemy, Satan, is, it wants to destroy both the Jews and Christians. Yeah. And so you see that hatred of the Iranian Islamic government towards U.S. and towards Israel, it is supernatural. Mm -hmm. There is no logic to it. They hate Israel supernaturally. It's a, it, it was imported by Islamic uh, religion into Iran. Now, now look at the people of Iran. They are of, of the different spirit. The people of Iran do not hate America. And did you know they do not hate US, uh, Israel, they have been saying, why should we hate Israel? They have done nothing to us. It's you, the clergy, Islamic clergy, you have ruined our lives. So there are things happening there. The government of Iran, controlled by demonic forces, hating US and Israel, wanted to destroy it. The people of Iran, the spirit of God is moving. You see in visions, dreams, and miracles, yeah. and all these salvations, they're moving to align themselves with the will of God, loving U.S. and loving Israel. So both spirits, the evil and the Holy Spirit, working at the same time in Iran. All right, I want to I wanna, um, challenge you a bit because I know the answer, right? Um, when, when we turn on the television, a lot of times we will see these massive groups of people chanting death to Israel, death to the United States, death to the U.S. That's more than just the government. Uh, and so when you say you got the government that, hates Israel and hates the U.S., and you got the people. I know some people right now are going, but wait, I've seen those large numbers of people out there in the streets chanting death to America. You were one of those guys at one time, were you not? Yes, many years <laughs> ago, before I become Christian, yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? I, I have repented. <laughs> I have repented again. I, I know, know, but I bring, I bring that up for this point right here. When we see the people chanting that, you know firsthand that that's not necessarily them chanting it because they feel it. They don't right. believe it, right? It's, it's coercion, yeah. is it not? Uh, yes, but let me uh, give you a couple points. 
Those clips that you see, large crowds shouting death to America, death to Israel, they are old clips. Hmm. They are not able to gather that crowd today really? to say death to America, really? death to Israel. They oh, cannot. That's interesting. They cannot. They have tried. And even <laughs> then, when they had, they had that crowd, it was by force. Mm-hmm. It was uh, government employees and their families had to go. Did you know they tried, they have tried the last two years to have that crowd by forcing government employees and their families to be there, and they, they are not going. And they can't do it. That's amazing. <laughs> they can't do it. I mean, no, that's, that's progress, right? That, that's fabulous. So how yeah. do we, how do we as, as Christians, um, especially as Westerners, you know, you have an advantage to speak to them because you are of their culture, right, uh, and their language. But in general, you know, as you know, we got a mosque, two doors down from our office right here, you know, uh, there's, I, I'm encountering Muslims on a regular basis, not necessarily engaging much in conversation, but I mean, they're here. Um, how do we, how do we approach Muslim people in our own country and in just whether it's casual or we work with them? What, what would you say to a Christian who's like, yeah, I've got this Muslim and I don't, I want to talk to him, but I don't know how to talk to them. What do we yeah. do? Well, I, I teach a seminar on that, but let me give you a couple points. One is do not be afraid. Mm. I challenge uh, Christians. Sometimes they don't like Muslims. Sometimes they're afraid. Yeah. And mo- this is my challenge. If you have any hatred towards Muslims, and if you are afraid of Muslims, because the spirit of Islam, let me start from here, spirit of Islam, spirit of fear, and violence Mm. and hatred. You see that all over Quran. So if you are, you hate Muslims or if you're afraid of them, may I suggest maybe you're submitting to the spirit of Islam. Mm. So number one, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You, uh, uh, there is no fear in love. Love them and that takes away your fear. Mm. Number two, uh, Muslims, uh, generally, people in the Middle East love to talk about God. So in America, you you walk to somebody, talk about God. Say, what, are we, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's but true. It's so, but but uh, for Muslims, it's so natural. Mm. Talk about the spiritual things. They're already there. So it's easier to do that. And may, may I give another point? Uh, Ephesians 4 talks about uh, speaking the truth in love. We have two great weapons to destroy that dark spirit. Truth and love. Mm. There is no love. Allah has no love. Mm. So our love for them and speaking the truth in love has power to bind that spirit of Islam and set the captives free. Man, I got to tell you, that's the most hopeful thing I've possibly ever heard when it comes to dealing with Because you're right, most Americans, especially when you watch the news, right? Um, we look through a political lens, not a spiritual lens. We end up with fear. We fear Muslims, you know? Um, and in that, or we feel like we need to debate with them and argue with them and, and you know, beat them verbally. That's not what we're called to do, you know, grace, truth, love. And you do that. It, and it, it, it works. You, you've seen a lot of Muslims come to Christ. Have you not? Oh, that, that's right. Uh, they, they call me Billy Garma Firan, but I, I don't, I don't call myself, but I say, 
Iran is so ready, and the Iranians are so ready, if you share the gospel, many, many will come to Christ. So I see a lot of results. Uh, I don't know why people uh, watch our programs. We have a 24-7. An independent survey showed that over 7 million people watch us daily. I mean, they did a survey. So there is a grace of God on us. I, it's yeah. not a pride thing. It's a, it's a humbling thing that God's grace is on it, Iran it, alive. It's a kingdom then, thing. It's a kingdom thing. He's yeah. building his kingdom. He's fulfilling his own prophecy, and he's, he's allowing you to be a part of it. I love it. That's right. I mean, we speak, people like it. I don't know why people watch our programs. And many, many are coming to Christ. Even this morning, we had a staff meeting and there were testimonies from staff. So many are saying we are saved Love it. through Iran Alive's channel. Suicidals are coming. Drug addicts are coming to mm. Christ. We heard several testimonies this morning. I love, you know, I, I love it. I mean, that's, and, and you know, when you talk, when I talk about prophecy um, and I talk about you know, Jesus fulfilling them. I mean, he's set this into motion and he, he, he has established his kingdom on this earth. I think he's patient to allow people to come into it. Uh, and then he's w wonderfully gracious in allowing people. You don't have to be perfect to be a part of expanding his kingdom here on earth. You just have to be willing. And that's all through scripture. Imperfect people accomplishing God's perfect will. And the key is willingness and obedience you hear his voice and you obey it you do it and that's what you've done and i think that's why you're being blessed and that's why people come to christ here's here's a last double question for you uh for christians who are watching right now who are going they're feeling that spark of oh and that's that's kingdom in you right because the holy spirit is leaping inside you at this if you don't know what's going on you know with, with his kingdom growing you're, you're kind of getting excited well that's that's it. You need to hang on to that. How do we pray for Iran Alive Ministries? And then how do we pray for those Christians who are in those countries under those oppressive demonic governments? Amen. Well, uh, pray for them. Uh, you know, you, you read in the book of Acts, those people who are persecuted, they never prayed for protection. They pray two mm -hmm. things. God, give us the courage. Give us, make us brave. Mm. And number two, Lord, give us the anointing that signs and wonders and miracles will come out of our hands. So that's the prayer for the, the church in Iran, that they will have courage and they will have the anointing of God. Wherever they go, they will see miracles. And by the way, a set of uh, growing number of testimonies I hear from Iran are from believers in Iran reporting miracles and healings on the streets, hmm. in, in shops. It's just flowing. It, it's God. They say we just pray for the sick. They, they get healed. Hmm. They, they get supernaturally healed. So it, it is, uh, uh, it pray for the church in Iran to be brave and to have that faith and anointing to cause miracles and healings. For Iran Alive, amazing open field is before us. And I feel like I so limited. I feel I need help. I need I need the good people. Pray for the right people to come and join us and pray for finances so we can expand and we can impact even more more lives. I love it. I love it. And I hope everybody watching will, will just take yeah. a moment to do that. And if you feel like God yeah. wants you to help, uh, you can go to IranAlive.org. You can give financially, but if you've got more than that to give, 
you can contact them, figure out uh, maybe what your your place could be. They've got a really nice, really nice uh, facility over in uh, north northeast of Dallas, um, and and but they're reaching millions of people and okay. expanding God's kingdom. Doctor Shariat, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here, and appreciate the work you do. Thank you, Randy. You're you're a great guy doing a great work of God. And I look forward to maybe seeing you next month in Nashville as you receive your your award from the NRB. Yes. What is the name of the award that they are, they're giving you? It's uh, called International Impact Award. Well, that's and appropriate. I'm just uh, <laughs> grateful that they've recognized. We have been on the air for over 20, 22 years, and we have impacted the nation of Iran. The Lord knows the depth of and width of it, but it's very obvious oh, yeah. because of the fruits that God has used us to impact that nation. Uh, I love it. And uh, g- good on them for giving you a little spotlight. I uh, hope it brings a little more, just a little more energy behind what you're doing. But I mean, you got God on your side, so I think you're, I think you're good. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Appreciate all you guys out there watching. Again, Iran Alive is the website, iranalive.org. Uh, and what a wonderful thing. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, you put them in your finances. And if you need to put some muscle behind it, do that. This is the website. Appreciate you guys being here. Hit that like, share, subscribe, uh, and follow. And uh, we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. And truth will be on the throne today. Sunday is coming.